0: the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to
1: Wine Women Radio, where we discuss what we're drinking and what's happening in the wine industry. Pour yourself a glass and enjoy the show. Well, welcome, everybody. It's the Wine Women Radio Hour. I'm Marcia May Cumber here with Lisa Adams-Walter. Hey, Lisa. Hello. It's good to see you. Nice to see you. On this very hot August day in Wine Country. I know. When we, we last
0: chatted, <laughs> we were chatting about Verasion I know. And now we've had heat spikes, and yep. harvest is
1: underway. It sure is. It sure is. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a second. But um, some interesting news. We'll cover our our Wine Country wine industry news um, really quickly. Uh, first of all, uh, Misty Roadbush came on assignment. She may be joining us a little bit later. Um, not sure. Um, But anyway, uh, some interesting tidbits in the news. Did you know, did you know that, according to W. Blake Gray on Wine Searcher, is Amazon above the law in California? Well, here's his um, report. Amazon may be openly flouting the California liquor law. Now, what this means is that in February, Amazon was doing and is still doing business as prime. Now they were issued a liquor license to open a liquor store in LA. And that is because, um, anybody that delivers wine in the state of California must have a brick and mortar store open for twice as many hours, I believe as they actually deliver wine, or maybe I've actually got that backwards. I'm not sure. Um, But they are required to have a brick and mortar store where somebody who is local can actually go and buy the wine. Um, It doesn't apply to every single item in stock and all that. Well, W. Blake Gray went down to L.A. in an effort to suss out this mysterious brick and mortar location and everything. There's a whole thing in Wine Searcher on this. And Vada, there actually is no brick and mortar store. None so at all? Th- none at all. <laughs> there is an Amazon kind of warehouse distribution point, but they're not distributing liquor out of it, as far as he could tell. Da-da-da. Right. Da-da-da. <laughs> and this gets to the issue with California ABC um, about whether or not they knowingly filed their application knowing that they were not going to do that, which is. A really big violation. So this has triggered an ABC investigation. Oh my goodness! Um, so that's going to make things kind of interesting, because the worst possible penalty that they could have, according to what um, he found out, was I- I- if it's considered an egregious um, way of you know uh, of going against the the legal requirement they would have the right to revoke their liquor license in the state of California. That could be pretty big. So that it'll be interesting be to see how it develops. So that's one story. And not great for wineries, honestly. No, I mean, you know, yeah. let's all work together, folks. Yes. yes. So another great story came from uh, Jeff Quackenbush this week uh, in the North Bay Business Journal on the 19th of August. Um, and he was reporting about the state of the local wine industry panel at Impact Napa, which is a conference that was held on the 20th. I, well, that's kind of interesting. I noticed the date, li- I just noticed the date line on the story is day before the date of the conference. So I'm not sure how that works, but anywhere. This was about um, a discussion of the areas of concern where wine business is in the business cycle and how trade policies outside of California are impacting local vintners and what rising costs of labor and grapes are going to do to the bottom line. So, um, John Morimarko, um who's a managing partner uh, with BW166, a North Bay-based analytics firm, um, said that uh, in the last year, 125,000 new wine labels um, were approved by the um, TTB, also known as U.S. Tax and Trade Bureau. Um, most of them have not been on the market before, and he thinks that Roughly 200,000 wine labels are in the marketplace at any one given time. So, A, it's very competitive out there. How are you going to differentiate yourselves and do well from a business point of view? Um, So, there was a whole lot of speculation and discussion of a lot of statistics that I am not going to go through um, about how many millions of cases of wine that was and how much sales that was. But the concern was that the cost of doing business, of producing wine um, and all of that is going up in Napa Valley. Um, and what they drilled it down to is if core Napa consumers buy at least a bottle of the, a month, that works out to a market of less than 5% of legal adults. So that's a it's limited... A lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's a limited audience. Um, and they were talking about how... Um, when they look at the volume for all of Napa cabs and all that type of thing and the, and the average prices, the average retail price is stated to be $31.34 for a bottle. Um, and ex- and let's see, and based upon the rule of thumb for Napa County grape prices, it's down from 59% in 2008 when the average bottle price was $23.38 so for producers to attempt to push price increases onto retailers is expected to be really difficult because the market is just so incredibly competitive and the buyers aren't there Mm -hmm. so uh, that that was essentially what he was talking about so john's a really smart guy yes obviously He's, he's got it going on so good story there Uh, Another fun, now this is a fun one, no statistics here really, Uh, this came from David Morrison at the Wine Gourd Uh, and his headline was Wine Descriptions are Related to Perceived Wine Quality. So he wanted to do an examination of um, written descriptions of wines, how did that correlate to perceived quality. And thankfully, he found that a bunch of other people had already done those uh, types of research uh, reviews. Um, and he suggested going to The Complete Guide to Wine Snobbery, which is a <laughs> book, which is a book. Or then another one is called The Illustrated Wine speak by cartoonist Ronald Cyril, um, both of which go into this. But what he found out was... The first thing he saw was a relationship of the scored points for each wine and the descriptions and the correlation was that the higher the points the longer the description the more words that oh, got used wow so there's just so a little write thing. a
0: lot about your wine what? well yes
1: or get somebody else to <laughs> right. write a lot about your wine so and then finally on my end of the news because i know you have some fun news. Um, Uh, in the news this week came from uh, Dan Petrowski, who's the winemaker at, I believe, Larkmead in uh, Napa. Yeah, Larkmead Vineyards in Calistoga. Steps Napa wineries can take to address climate change. So, um, they held uh, a little mini conference um, more than a week ago, I think. Uh, And it was called the Future of Cabernet Climate Change, a salon session that was held and discussing this. And um, they noted uh, the four major areas that get impacted by climate change is water, temperature, workforce, and terroir, um, and how those things are going to change. So this is an ongoing discussion that they are going to have. But what I noted at the end of this article that he reported on is that um, actually Jackson Family Wines has been doing a fair amount of climate change studies Um, and the biggest thing that they found out was that their company's carbon footprint can be reduced the most by anybody want to guess what the simplest action is water water okay that's a really good guess because they did talk about that but i know it wasn't fair to give you that quiz but you know i was trying to have some fun um if Uh, uh, Jackson Family Wines, which is a parent company of Kendall Jackson brand and La Crema and several others, they found out if they shaved two ounces off of each glass bottle for Kendall Jackson and La Crema, they would reduce their greenhouse gas emissions cumulatively across the entire organization by four or five percent and save more than a million dollars a year.
0: Holy cow.
1: So... This just goes to show you the industry's been looking Mm -hmm. more and more at alternative packaging, cans, all those different types of things. Um, And I I think that's just an important point to note because our climate is changing dramatically. This week we've been hearing a lot about the Amazon having massive fires Fires, burning and it's just kind of insane. It is.
0: Well, you know, Robin Lale of Lale Vineyards has led the charge in yeah. the entire United States as the ambassador for Porter Protocol, which the Napa Valley Vintners recently adopted, which was terrific. And that is all about, you know, reducing carbon footprint and, you know, helping with climate change. And as a an, you know, for the whole Napa Valley Vintners organization to take that on, I think it's very, very positive. And then I just noted recently Esther Mobley of the San Francisco Chronicle wrote a story about that, about climate change and cooler cooler right. climate cabernets and cabernet being Planted a lot more in southern yeah. regions where you would normally find Pinot Noir or Chardonnay, because these vintners yeah. are looking forward and they
1: realize that things times are, are changing. Yep. Definitely, yep, they yeah. sure are. So, so and super I imagine, interesting. So we're going to see it not only in the vineyards, which we're going to hear about more from our guest in just a minute, mm-hmm. but we're going to see it in, in packaging changes and all kinds of things. I imagine right. um, as everybody tries to figure out how can we do our part. To help keep us at that magic number, the magic number is 1.5 degrees. We have to stay below an increase of 1.5 degrees by the end of the century. It might be within. It might be by 2050. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but Mm -hmm. um, it's going to take everybody to do it. And you had had some other news of fun things going on in Napa. I just wanted to mention
0: the Napa Valley grape growers. Mm -hmm. um, They're hosting their 12th annual. 12th Annual Harvest Stomp this weekend, which is a big party, um, which is taking place at Pine Ridge and um, which is kind of fun on Silverado yes at the Pine Ridge Rutherford Ridge Vineyard which was the original site of the 1980s Napa Valley Grape Growers Chili Ball so they're kind of doing a little throwback by doing it there and it will raise money for um, a farm worker foundation which is (laughs) great wonderful Um, it's invitation only but there is a (laughs) wait list so you can go to Napa growers org and Um, Add your name to the wait list in case some space opens up. But um, they they have an e-auction, a silent auction. There are ways to participate, even if you aren't attending, to support this important cause. And as we'd mentioned at the beginning of the show, since harvest has begun, this is kind of a nice way that the the grape growers are celebrating and getting it all going
1: before they're just going 24-7. Oh, yeah, as they will be solidly for many, many weeks to come. So that's a biggie. So yeah. that's, our, that's our news of that's the week, it. which is really pretty cool. Um, so time to introduce our guest, who's really cool. So I am take it away. I am super take pleased away, to
0: introduce Diana Echol-Hawkins, who's Ooh. the owner-general manager of Pope Valley Winery, or an owner, right? Co-owner. Yes. Um, and Welcome, Diana... Diana. I'm going to let her tell us a bit about herself, because she's a <laughs> third-generation winery owner who was born and raised in Pope Valley on her family's ranch, the Yackel Ranch. And she graduated from California State, California State University Chico in agricultural business and is involved in many of the family's businesses, including vineyard management and construction and trucking, as well as running Pope Valley Winery. So welcome, Diana. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you, Woo-hoo. guys.
2: I appreciate being here. We it's great. We love having you yeah, her here. So it's ta- great. Tell us a
0: little more about yourself and about Pope Valley Winery.
2: So Pope Valley is really awesome. It's in the northeast corner of Napa. And it's kind of a throwback to how Napa used to be. So I brought some lovely Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. for you guys today. And we'll get a, one and of, of my favorites. Actually, we picked last night from this vineyard, too. This and wow. So we officially kicked off harvest today. So
1: oh uh, listen to little, that like a little t- know, t- here. little sink there we'll get it thank getting, you yeah. for here yes we picked be last one. night
2: we picked Ooh. last night and so oh, and that is the beauty of being vertically integrated is we have our own crews we farm for ourselves and other people but it allows us to bring the fruit in when we think it's ready and when it's best for the wine
0: oh so. wonderful wonderful well, this smells
2: beautiful so sure this is. is is this a is it's this
0: a 2018 it's a 2018
2: Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, Blanc. And it is all Cheers. stainless, nice, crisp, clean, refreshing. I kind of call it the summer pool wine by the lake, oh, it sure in is. your backyard.
1: Beautiful. That's the thing about the temperature right now. It's high 90s, I think, outside. Mm-hmm. Um, 94 is like 94. 94. <laughs> i never been to town. I was <laughs> guessing. Uh, I quaff this stuff at that temperature. Know. Well, it's
2: we're over at like 107 in Hope yeah. Valley, while you guys exactly. are in the 94. Yeah, yeah. So. Diana,
1: for our listeners who maybe further afield than locally Mm -hmm. um tell tell them geographically a little bit about where Pope Valley actually is and and uh, how it got its name it's got a great history that you provide on your website
2: Pope Valley is in the northeast corner of Napa Valley we're kind of a hillside Valley nestled above the Napa Valley floor but below Howl Mountain so when you kind of think of a hillside Valley just tucked in there that would be us we have some amazing soils we grow really great cab Sauvignon Blanc some of the lighter wines not so much but Sangiovese thrives we do a really nice rosé in Sangio we do have the hottest summers and <laughs> coldest winters
3: <laughs> Ooh, but extreme it, temperatures yeah
2: extreme temperatures great soil. you can when you know how to farm there which <laughs> is the beauty of growing up there as you learn it from the ground up you can produce some really amazing wines and really Really this is great grapes.
0: Yeah, this so. is delicious. I'm a huge Sauvignon mm. Blanc fan, so this is really a treat. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's beautiful.
2: Yeah. And the winery was established in eighteen ninety seven as a gravity flow winery. And so they it has so much history and so much folklore, which is always the oh fun thing. Um and it's a gravity flow winery all dug into the hillside. We now utilize modern technology, but it was a it's a lot of fun. You get to walk back into a hand dug cave with the original redwood timbers from the neighboring mine so that
1: i saw that in my notes and i thought that was an amazing story um so i was trying to think how long does it take to dig a cave and of course that depends upon how many feet in it goes of course and its diameter and all that nine years
2: nine years
1: oh my goodness and your family came on and bought the winery exactly 100 years after the original one was founded
2: 1997 is when we purchased it wow and um I grew up there I even before we purchased it I remember like the house family the founding family they Mm -hmm. still come back they still have family reunions they like us on Facebook so it's always great um and I remember previous owners it had gone through a lot of different family owners before we got involved and it's been a passion of mine and my brothers to kind of bring it you know you can see all the potential it has and just bringing it into the next century into our vision right. and as we came on board as owners this last october this is really you know bringing it to what we want to do with it pretty so exciting it is
0: yeah and it's so nice to have family-owned wineries Still. Yes. yes. My favorite. (laughs) As
1: as long as humanly possible.
2: Well, and that's kind of our thing is we really like the throwback to old Napa is you get great wine, great hospitality. You get to come out and just experience things that you don't like. Right now we're doing our harvest schedule tours. So if you check out our Facebook page or our website, we Mm -hmm. have our harvest schedule up there. You can come out and actually go on the crush pad see us picking, see us harvesting <laughs> stuff that I got to see as a little kid. And so, I mean, I know that's on some nice. people's bucket list. You get to come and watch it all.
1: Oh, that's so fun. fun. Stuff. Really. Nice. So again, that's Pope Valley winery.com. Really easy to find yeah. really easy name to remember yeah. named after Julian Pope, a man Correct. who had quite the me- meandering path from i'm trying to remember somewhere east coast but then to mexico and san diego and then he got a land grant from the mexicans
2: yeah and general vallejo and yeah Very so cool. he, he there is him and then chiles uh, mr chiles and there's a whole lot of history Childs valley, yeah right? chiles valley our neighboring valley um our history kind of started with the house family mm-hmm. and they founded it and there is a whole folklore about bootlegging for al capone and then they realized that yeah. probably Ooh. was not the best life lesson
1: <laughs> and yeah, I, I they, saw they, they got in your, out in time apparently I, yeah i saw in your winery information that um it was kind of a a school a school relationship with some of al's guys or something and then when there was some sort of a realization that al was eliminating people (laughs) who maybe hadn't paid up or wasn't happy with. Um, The House family went, good time to sever relationships. Yeah,
2: I think they served (laughs) in the military. And there's so much... It's fun because you get all this folklore about the families and about the history and it just kind of creates its own... You get to go there. We have the big oak tree. People can bring picnics and we oh, have long great. games.
1: And really, really nice. And you were Diana, you were talking a little earlier about the hospitality and the harvest event stuff coming up. Let's make sure our listeners know a little bit more about how to find you in Pope Valley and um, come by for a visit. Because you say right off the, t- at the top of the top of the bat that's not the right way to say it you say right off the beginning of the website hey most people just go up and down 29 or Silverado, and they don't really you know necessarily unless they know to look for yes. you know you guys they're not necessarily looking and and they could be missing out on a huge piece of california history
2: well you're definitely missing, missing out if way. you don't come visit us <laughs> <laughs> I will to that. the wines are always great and um yeah we are open seven days a week from 10 to 5. no appointments nice. are necessary we're grandfathered in so we have one of the oldest use permits in napa county we were open before prohibition so we are definitely up there in i mean this the old is serious
1: this is there's serious history i think yes. there's right. less did you say a less than a dozen families with this kind of winery history
2: correct and we were operating before prohibition wow not under my family but it's still there i remember being there as a little girl too and then once we purchased the winery Family labor was huge. So oh, we're in oh the grapes. So in nice. The nice. But seven days a week, you can bring a picnic. We have different tastings you can do. We have two different flights to pick from. $30. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dog family, family friendly. So come oh, yeah. on out, You said your, your, your dog
1: seat. would come up to and greet everybody. That's yes. good. Friendly <laughs> greeting. It's really nice. fantastic. And, it, and I believe you mentioned bring a picnic
2: yep bring a pic. we have picnic tables bocce ball cool. court giant life-size jenga all sorts of fun stuff to do so
3: wow.
0: cool. is there any place to stay up there if people wanted to come up and stay are there any like b&b's yeah. or anything so, Not so much? we are a little off but of the <laughs> path I know, I know, i'm just <laughs> curious but, try, um, try,
1: maybe try i home away or your uh, airbnb, airbnb. <laughs>
2: there's a lot of air there's uh, airbnb's and then we mm. always tell people it's a great trip to go from the saint lena floor or napa you pick one winery there come have lunch at our place and then go back and stop at How mountain so you really get a mm-hmm. nice yeah. little day trip out of yeah, it yeah that's
3: a great
1: idea that's and really if you you know and if you if you're somebody who's a repeat visitor who's always done either only 29 or only silverado now's a good time to explore some of the more nestled off the beaten path wineries and all that yeah, yeah And, and there, I, go ahead
0: oh no, i was just gonna say there are not many small production family-owned wineries that are open every day like you are. I think that's pretty rare, which is really nice.
2: It is really rare, and it wasn't always the case, but that is something my brother and I are very big on is we know you're driving off the beaten path. We know you're coming to visit us, and it's amazing. When you drop down through Howe Mountain or through Child's Valley and just see those vineyards and just the untouched natural beauty of Pope Valley in that area of Napa, it's something you don't see just on the Silverado Trail. You see less wineries, more vineyards, you see cows still. I was going to say other agriculture, so, too, yeah, right? That's eye, what's so awesome about Pope we, Valley. Yeah, and we still have the remnants of the walnut orchard because they used to do walnuts and oh, olives cool. and everything. We still have the blacksmith shop on site. Oh, that's So awesome. people get to tour that and... I
0: grew up picking walnuts in the fall, every fall in Napa, oh, to earn my ski trips. <laughs> For my oh, girlfriend's yeah. dad, who
2: owned a walnut orchard, he'd, in 50 cents a flat.
0: That was it. <laughs> oh, labor. Our, our hands would be black. And I said to my girlfriend, she's still my best friend, and I said to her recently, why didn't we wear gloves? What were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like this badge of honor or something. It's crazy. It's really I know. Crazy. I have a walnut
1: tree in my backyard. And in the fall, you know, I harvest my one tree. But then I'm also, I'm there on my countertop. With a little kind of like a jeweler's hammer thing to crack them all. Yeah. Same thing. yeah we should work. say
3: Misty Kane has joined us. Misty. Welcome, Misty. Good afternoon, ladies. Good um, to have Yeah, you. I was just going to comment that the Audubon Society actually conducts their annual bird count <sighs> out in that oh, area. So oh, I didn't know that. out Go there. Ahead. Yeah, every year and right after the new year and out there um, counting. Very
0: cool. And mm-hmm. oh, they do that yeah. here in Sonoma too. They, i Maybe think so Vian- right fianza is down there they do a right count yeah right right because they're right over the marshes in and napa, everything that's yeah. really kind of that's that makes sense because it's rural and it's not it's interrupted rural. by mm-hmm. you know a town or people or yeah
2: and you, you know. have the napa valley land trust has the one preserve there oh uh, okay
1: so,
0: really so cool. big
1: stuff uh, yeah. you know and with uh with the north bay marshes um, you know so close the bird you know it's bird haven Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like crazy so it's fun stuff so uh oh misty we need to get you a glass girl yeah i'm looking here you guys i'm gonna get you a
0: glass (laughs) yeah we will so
1: um would you like to tell us about your vineyard
0: sites and the differences between them
2: yeah we have so one really nice thing too is we have all our own vineyards so we have our echo ranch which is where the majority of our grapes are produced we have sauvignon blanc merlot cabernet sangiovese and a little petite verdot and then we also have our estate fruit, which is a small tiny block of Zin that we produce for our wine club, and then a uh, estate Cabernet as well. Okay. So And it's really, Pope Valley is a really nice long valley, and it's really interesting to see the differences, but we actually get colder at our Echel Ranch, which is to the southern of um, southern area of Pope mm-hmm. Valley, than we do actually at the winery. Okay. So it's a little bit different. The soils are a little bit different. You have a little bit more clay, um, farther down into the valley. All
0: mm-hmm.
2: right. So, so uh, how I,
0: how is this working with your brother? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> is there is there still Sib- sibling, sibling rivalry? rivalry? Yeah. Is there uh no. I told you I didn't want to do that, you know. <laughs> oh, he's just my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Well, David and I are actually amazing team. We're actually kind of like two sides to the coin. Mm-hmm. I do the paperwork, the marketing, the in the office, back behind the scenes, and he's the boots on the ground into production. And it, it is a lot of fun. We grew up together. My dad was very big on you guys figure out how to get along because you're in it for the long haul. <laughs> and That's awesome. It's a lesson I teach my kids. And I mean, you're always gonna disagree. I just, we don't always have the same ideas for the same thing, but you work it out and you figure out what's ideally the best way to go.
1: So I'm curious, what is your brother saying about yields for the 2019 vintage? Have you I've been hearing like, oh, it looks like it's going to be. Ever. back to normal i say with air quotes or is it oh it's a little more than i expected and
2: so we thought it was going to be fairly heavy again after the few heavy years mm-hmm. which you can see through the industry as everyone is yeah. posting grapes for sale right but there's also the mildew in the napa valley floor right. so that's impacting i think the quality which is in turn going to impact your yields because if wineries are going to reject it from mildew we're lucky we're a little bit warmer and mm-hmm. we did a lot of you know um leaf picking and stuff. So we had very, very little mildew, if none at all. So we're looking good. good the Sauvignon Blanc, the first pick was a little bit lighter than we anticipated, but this is only our second year. From this field so it's still kind of in that we're not quite sure the mm-hmm. exact yields.
1: so second year so you haven't produced sauvignon blanc before this is your first not release from our
2: estate vineyard, not from okay. your estate vineyards we have produced okay. a sauvignon blanc in the past from yeah. neighbors the one great thing about being in the industry in all the different areas is sometimes fruit just shows up oh and you get to this do is true yeah you know so. for our listeners
1: who may not understand how like the whole agricultural system yeah. works we're all neighbors here. Um, exactly. People depend upon each other. So, somebody's short on one end, and that includes everything from yields to farming equipment. It's Oops. like, oh, here, yeah. borrow my <laughs> tractor for this. Borrow my till for that. You know, borrow my drag. You know, if that's not working. Or something this uh, you need to look out for each other because if you don't need something one year you're going to need it the next year so the right. relationships are very long term it but
2: is it's a very very interconnected community and i feel that everybody is amazing like we we help people out they help us out and that is what it's all about it's farming when you get down to it and then the same should translate to the wine and that's what we try to bring into the wineries you know, having club members who can see us and see it evolve and really love the wine and make it a part of their family.
1: Fun. I love it. So, uh, so first let's, let's talk about what we're tasting in the glass here, ladies, because, because Lisa and I just said, Oh Oh, my God, what a great smell. I mean, it's like a classic, that's beautiful. Sauvignon Blanc to me, mm-hmm. floral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else, Misty? You got a something to throw in on
3: this? Yeah, I get a lot of citrus nodes mm-hmm. It's a typical citrus from citrus Sauvignon Blanc, cool. but then also really round, like some passion fruit in there. I know. I did
0: too. Bec- it, it's all stainless steel. Mm-hmm. As it is
3: stainless. Yeah. And
0: I was, I was, it had so much like, like Misty said, kind of this round texture that um, it's, it's this really travels nice.
1: really nicely in the whole mouthful big be- feel, mouthful, mouth feel. Um, I I was going to say not all Sauvignon Blanc delivers really super balanced. You know, sometimes you you get a heck of a lot more um, acidity and, and it overwhelms the mm-hmm. the floral nature and the fruit. This is b- really balanced on everything. I get nice acidity, but it's not you know running over with a Mack truck over the the fruity notes at all. Right. Yeah, I love that.
2: Thank you. Yeah. That was our, my brother's goal was he really wanted a nice, crisp, clean, something you can really enjoy and drink on a daily basis. Um, this especially is it. With the heat, you know, just mm-hmm. go home, right? a glass of wine on the porch, by the pool, wherever you need to relax and unwind.
1: This yeah. is it. Ladies, yeah, cheers. cheers, ladies <laughs> in the wine yes. industry. Woohoo right. As we march forward. And it's got a beautiful straw color to it, so it's mm-hmm. got a great color as well. This is mm-hmm. gonna this is gonna hold up for a long time, and yes, uh, everything from porch coughing and yeah. and uh, you know fresh. after your wine down. And I want to ask mm-hmm. Diana, what do you like to pair with your Sauvignon Blanc?
2: Salads are really amazing, like a fresh citrus salad, or even like a um, salad with some citrus mm-hmm. in it. Or you can even do it'll hold up with a barbecue, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I just had well it
3: last night an amazing Peruvian. Quinoa salad with some um, oh, cucumbers yes. and lime. Yes, and yes, and yes, yes. all of those. Um, yeah, the soft cheeses, and it was fantastic.
0: I was thinking like grilled shrimp tacos yeah. would be really yeah. good with yeah. like so a yeah. mango
3: salsa, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That some would be salsa. salsas.
1: Yeah, this would be fantastic with mm-hmm. all of those. The spice and even i would say even with a lot of chicken dishes and if you were a chicken into um a creamy sauce for your chicken particularly a lemon mm. cream yeah, based sauce totally well. with cut through dill that yeah. and things like mm-hmm. that um perfect pairing for that mm-hmm. so if you're a fan of that type of a dish it's yeah. a great 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 way to go and what was salmon Yummy. too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah salmon last night
3: yeah, so. and I'm loving my sauvignon blancs right now with grains. Like I'm trying all kinds of different grains and I'm like getting into the ancient grains. And I'm like, oh, this is a wonderful with sauvignon blanc. So it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It doesn't have to just pair with your right. proteins. You know. And okay. I'd also right.
1: say Lisa and I have been talking a lot about baked dishes. We're, we're, we're mm-hmm. working towards our um, podcast on baked baking. goods and um okay. wine pairing. Yeah. And so I could definitely see this beautiful sauvignon blanc from Pope Valley Winery paired with a variety of fruit-based tarts mm-hmm. yes, and sure. pies. Yeah. Um so everything from strawberries to if you were doing, you know, a lemon tart Right. If you even an apple tart, apple um, tart. all yeah. those things would be marvelous. Yeah. Blueberry tarts might be a little on the strong side, but, um... Peaches. You know, I peaches, peaches there you, you go. That was I what I was trying to think of and I couldn't yeah. grab it.
2: Or pears. Pears, pears. would be good. No, pear yeah, or Some like cheese. A, like yes. one of those
0: pizzas with um, pear on it and prosciutto. Yes, and oh, prosciutto. And really arugula. Yeah. Oh, oh, that'd be yeah. good. <gasps> oh, oh, good. Now I'm hungry. There you go. hungry. I know. Now
1: you've got me in the mood for, um... Uh, uh, pear, pear and prosciutto wraps and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That, that are really so th- all of that would be fantastic with and the Sauvignon Blanc.
3: Yeah. And with mm-hmm. this heat like we have today, there's nothing that pairs better than some prosciutto and melon. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Some and that's you. simple, melon. easy, and delicious. Yeah. So, very, no. very <laughs> cool pairing. So, how much and of this wine is made? Sorry. Thank Sasha. you. No, that's yes. so
2: we did about 600 cases. Okay. Fabulous. So for our first run, and then it'll go up from there, it'll be one of our staples. So. excellent
0: very very cool. available only at the winery
2: um we I do think? have a few distributors throughout mm-hmm. california and then a few states so okay this one is one of our distributed wines we do have some that are um winery only some of our smaller production but nice well,
0: and it retails for $20 a bottle so it's Gosh,
1: definitely yeah. one of those yeah. I think I need to it's make a, a day trip <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes it would be cool and for uh we'll we'll put a picture out on the um web page and all that and Instagram mm-hmm. and all that but there's a beautiful um illustration slash etching however you want to call it of the winery um and, and you can see really very clearly ladies the um The three-story gravity-based winery, which is, you know, that that's what you had to do back in 1897. Yes, because how it was produced. Exactly. And we
2: actually added this label when we redesigned it. One of our neighbors had brought back the one of the originals weights and measures seal from the 1800s, early 1900s. And so what you see in the corner is the stamp from oh, the sta- par- yeah. a partial stamp, was of the stamp. We were the main way station for that area um, going to st- for the Port of San Francisco way back when. Oh, my
1: goodness. Oh, wow. So,
2: a little bit of history. There's really cool.
1: there's really cool stuff. And mm-hmm. and although I think I, now I'm going off of memory because I could dig through the pages here. But the original local alone me. Is that the right way to say it? local lomi
2: yeah there's some some people say it's localoma. some Lo, people okay. say it's local lomi, so, so that was the
1: land grant yes. originally given to julian julian pope, and pope. Mm-hmm. uh and then the house family came along after that and they yes. had was it something like 200 something original acres yes and, and it was
2: a little bit over 200 and then it came down like 120 is what it was for quite a number of years and then it went through a number of families and broke apart to where we Mm -hmm. now have the 40 acres and then our main ranch where we farm the majority of our vineyards is down on on Harden road Mm -hmm. and we have 80 acres there right okay
1: so Um. that's still it's still a considerable amount to work with and that's a lot of farming (laughs)
2: <laughs> well yeah we well that's hence the farming company right. so it, that's yeah. kind of how it all evolved is we are off the beaten path in wanting to produce the best wine you have to start in the vineyards yeah. so we created Echo Vineyard Management and we have a number of crews we farm for ourselves we farm for other people and it really allows us to put you know farm the best grape possible to make the best wine
1: sure is and we're certainly getting it here in the glass
2: <laughs> thank you so Definitely.
1: for some of our listeners who might be unfamiliar um pope valley winery is uh three quarters of a thousand feet meaning more than the 750 feet above sea level this is their half remember yeah. what she was talking about halfway between the valley floor and howell mountain Mm-hmm. Um, and that also means you know you go halfway up you're going to have different soils and I've been really intrigued in your press information on the soil composition because I was not a geology major and <laughs> barely made it through what was that called earth earth something earth class our sciences you know in high school yeah. Bressa Dibble Complex is the name given to the i I guess the balance of the type of rocks that you have the type of soil
2: this one's grown on our echo family ranch so Mm -hmm. that's the soil we have over there pope valley has a couple different types of soil running throughout it Mm -hmm. you have some clays you have some loam loams and where the winery is itself we do have some shale which is where the they dug the cellar and you have that nice big blue shale and the fun thing geology majors actually do come out and they <gasps> love to go oh, in the wow. cave because we have all the exposed sides so right. you can see layer upon layer and all that geology and rock history in the rock formations inside the cellar Oh god, okay. that's so.
0: really so cool
1: dana i had a question on some of the notes so exactly what you're talking about yeah you you noted that in your childhood you referred <laughs> to them as the sparkles which I <laughs> love. So this cute. is the way this is the way the natural water that you know is it yeah. spring water or is it just is it naturally it percolates, just percolates through the system um it shows on the on the cave walls essentially
2: yeah you get the sparkling of the walls from the type of rocks the um, shale that's there and then we have some lovely banana slugs that share our <laughs> cellar. And when I was little, got to be
1: big, I mm, bet.
2: Yeah, and before I uh, before my family actually owned the winery, we were there with one of the previous owners. And I remember being about 4 or 5 and being all the walls just glittered and I was in, I thought my there goodness. was fairies. I thought I'd found a fairy. Ah.
1: I love so that. I love so that do you analogy. Have That's have barrels
0: great. aging in
2: We your do. In your cave? We have about oh. 300 barrels aging in our cellar today. Oh, you have and a big
1: You have a big
2: Oh, they pack cave. it pretty tall. <laughs> well, as we,
1: as as diana told us before nine years to dig the cave yes that's before we had modern mechanized equipment to make caves
2: yeah there was a lot of mining in the area so it was all hand mined we have some of the ore carts still on the property um we have a lot of blacksmith uh, shop on the property
1: that's amazing nobody's actually using the back blacksmith shop are they
2: no you could we do plan with like napa historical society runs the other blacksmith shop in pope valley Uh one of the brothers of the house family there was two brothers and they run the other one and we plan on doing demonstrations Ah. for like an open house type thing very nice we do tours with the Napa Historical Society as well occasionally, so.
1: Well, that's very cool. That's See, all, all the reasons, really folks, yeah. for amazing. you to, to set aside time and put it on your schedule for your next visit to go to Pope Valley Winery, yeah. for your visit, because you can really dig in on this history, and this is not the kind of history that you can get from the latest corporate acquisition. No. Of some, I mean, this is serious. Is that, this Hon- is the real deal. More feel. than 100 years mm-hmm. old kind of history and um one thing your site doesn't say and i don't know if Uh you know or it's just not quite you know kosher completely but we won't tell anybody Uh were your caves dug by local chinese labor yes because that was i mean that was the common way that it was done and i know the other caves of that same period we're well it was by a Chinese laborers
2: Chinese mining or Chinese yeah. camps, mining mm-hmm. camps. So there was a lot. It's actually really neat if you go up the road a little ways, they have like old bridges and mm-hmm. stonework that is just amazing that you're like how did right. engineering marvels, how did they do this with their technology and yeah. all hand yeah. dug and pickaxes?
0: What was being mined so. there?
2: Um, you have a lot of quicksilver mines in the area. Okay.
1: Cinnabar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a wonderful story on Diana's website that talks about the history of Pope Valley and the discovery of quicksilver and Cinnabar mm-hmm. and how it, became, it actually became the largest quicksilver... Mining location, you know, load of in the United States. Yes. In the late 1800s. In the
2: 1800s, it was huge. You still do have just to our neighbors, one county over, they still have a gold mine.
1: Right. And and this is where the Silverado Trail got its name. Right. Yeah. Completely. Mm -hmm. So, so and jack uh not jack london uh robert louis stevenson, stevenson. stevenson. um silverado his whole s- squatters. right silverado squatters and uh, that whole name you, you know all of this occurred at the same time It's cool history yeah. stuff
2: and it's fun it's something you don't get to see like i say you come off the beaten path and this whole authentic old napa you get to really delve into the history of it and we try to keep a little bit modern spin and great wines,
3: but you still get all. It's of very cool. Stuff. Yeah, every time I head out there, I'm always questioning myself: Am I still in California? I <laughs> know. <Yeah. laughs> it's really like, cool. It's, it's, it's amazing. Cool. Yeah, you're really. It is. It's cool. very you See nice. all the
1: grapevines. You know. Yeah. Okay, so Diana, you've got some more wine that you brought from Pope Valley Winery with you. You've Do got a Merlot. Let's um, let let's get some pours going off. I'll let you pour, and I'll keep yammering for a few there seconds to make sure everybody gets covered here because you you offer several um wines so this means wine club members get multiple choices multiple options please your white palette your red palette um and some special wines that are only available to wine club members correct which is very very cool so tell us about this merlot
2: this is our 2016 merlot it comes from our uckle ranch vineyards um and it's just a really really nice well-balanced merlot i think sometimes merlot gets a bad rap but this is amazing i brought it one because i know it's summer and we all love our white rosés but barbecue (gasps) this screams (gasps) barbecue absolutely and for any right now it's deer season so any of your game venison this is your wild game wine
0: yeah i can see that there's there's plenty of deer hunting up in pope valley
1: and i just have to ask because i heard this many years ago from somebody else in Green Valley, which is a good distance away from you. Yeah. But the other thing that people run across in, in a very wildlife type of situation is uh, boars in yes. their yes. vineyards. And uh, a lot. what I heard from other people before is once they got the boar taken care of, air quotes there, yeah. um, they would take the boar to, um, who am I thinking of right there in Oxbow? who um, will ma- uh, turn it into charcuterie. You guys know who I'm Fat talking him. about. Oh.
0: Fatty calf. Fatty calf? Calf. calf. Yes, yeah. thank
1: you. This is because I don't live in Napa <laughs> anymore, so I don't think about na- na- fatted calf all the time. And they would take their boars over there. Hmm. D- uh, have, have boars been a part of... Eccle Vineyards th- history and Bovell Winery.
2: Yeah, <laughs> boars, were, we're actually pretty good right now. We work very closely with Fish and Wildlife, and they're an amazing resource, and they've helped a lot with deprivation and just Wonderful. a lot of really great okay. things that they do. So they're earning um, your taxpayer dollars that you paid out. They are earning taxpayer <laughs> dollars. So, but boars do. They can destroy a vineyard. It's quite yeah. gnarly to see, you know, yeah, and go through there and just looks you, like someone tilled and the wild turkeys
0: as well right wild
2: turkeys turkeys can be lots of lifestyle or wildlife we have mountain lions bobcats um turkeys eagles hawks um we have wild turkeys actually at our winery if you Mm -hmm. you can hear them it's hilarious because they'll sit there and talk and my son thinks it's great to try to call them in
1: (laughs) well they they definitely um moving in in flocks
3: yeah Unless there's
1: another word for them, you know, like crows, it's a murder of crows. I don't know what it is for. It's a flock. Turkey's a flock.
3: Yeah, I've seen them in residential areas. Oh sure. Crossing the roads with a whole whole flock of them.
1: And uh, do you have owl boxes or things of that nature? We do have
2: owl boxes. So we think it's great. We don't we're not organic, but we try to farm sustainably for the best to preserve not only where we grew up and the natural Mm -hmm. wildlife and everything else. But just we have owl boxes to help with the rodent population to preserve the owls. Mm -hmm. Um, You see the hawks. The hawks are always fun. They circle and, you know, definitely beautiful there.
1: Particularly on ho- hot days like today where there's a lot of thermals. So mm-hmm. you probably see them a lot there. And I
0: bet you can see a lot of stars at night. You, you don't can, have the light sh- pollution.
2: No, Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely is dark. So you're like, oh, it's beautiful. Ooh. You see all the shooting stars. Um, it's, it is different. It's quiet. So mm. you come from the... T- people, oh, that's the comment we hear the most. In the t- it's quiet. I'm like, oh, I never really... You because you you live and, there. Yeah.
1: yeah when so. I know when I move, I first moved from San Francisco from being right downtown up to napa valley it was the quiet of Napa valley but you keep moving further out <laughs> let me ask you diana uh, fr- at nighttime do you particularly in the summer when we have the longer days as mm-hmm. the n- night falls um do you kind of look down over the lights of, of napa valley and have like that diff- kind of differentiation
2: no because we're kind of nestled so you cannot even though we're above the napa valley floor you don't we're still on the you other side it. of howl mountain so you mm-hmm. don't see it we're very insular we have the vaca mountain range mm-hmm. and howl mountain and we're just this narrow long valley just kind of nestled up there in a world all of our own
1: so very nice
2: sounds heavenly
0: <gasps> okay so a yeah.
1: so we have to talk about this absolutely delicious merlot which mm-hmm. is yeah. really kind of breathtaking the aroma on this is all kinds of red fruit a little bit of blue fruit so it's everything from Really dark cherries, Mm -hmm. a little bit of boysenberry, blueberry, like you said, Uh, blueberry, blueberry. definitely blueberry, misty.
3: Yeah, yeah, blueberry is the first thing. Yeah, that's what jumped
0: out to
1: me too. Kind of very, it's a very classic merlot, beautifully and very well balanced. You've definitely got this thread of the the acidic uh, structure is in there, Mm -hmm. but it by no means stands out above the fruit at all. It's just a part of the delivery. Right.
2: Definitely a nice dinner wine, food wine, not too big. So when you're looking for something other than a cab to you mentioned your meats.
1: Right. So you were mentioning barbecue. Um, I was also thinking as the weather gets colder, mm-hmm. um, a myriad different types of stews, yeah. soups, mm-hmm. yes, wild game. Def- lamb. It'll go really, really again. well with lamb. Oh, yeah. Lamb would be delicious. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, bolognese sauce Oh yeah, if red you're into red sauces
2: yeah but then we have the sangiovese and that just goes <laughs> so <laughs> well with the red yeah. sauces of
1: course so. there you go if you Gotta really want to try that right well, I know. <laughs> exactly.
2: yeah. we do a lot of fun different varietals that you don't see everywhere we have a Chenin Blanc still for a limited time we have nice. a Petit Verdot Malbec we did a Malbec um, and like I said we get random stuff sometimes not necessarily estate stuff we did a petite Syrah um, stuff that,
1: that your brother has gone gonkers over and says we have to do this
2: <laughs> yeah <or laughs> it's just, you know people say hey I, you know I don't have a home for this and well we can you know we'll figure it out what you know you do in the industry
0: it's nice that you have that flexibility you know to do a small lot production of something interesting that people can try that they might not Mm -hmm. otherwise find
2: and it keeps it fun for our wine club members you know it's not the same things they get different varieties and Uh so how i'm
0: sure they love that yeah i was gonna say how often does your wine club ship is it like quarterly or monthly
2: lots of options we have a flex wine club because i think people deserve options so we have our premier club our heritage our 1897 club and our establishment so you can. So get what are the differences so you, we go from two bottles to three bottles to a case to three cases a year okay. and they're all um the 1897 is three six bottles twice a year or one case so for people who are out of state and don't want to deal with shipping you can consolidate it to one case mm-hmm. premier is one case um three times a year but you get to pick every bottle that goes into your shipment nice so that Woo-hoo. really gives them, and you get good discounts. Those are like our ambassadors, our people who tell our stories, and you know we're a staple at their dinner table. Heritage is three bottles three times a year, and you get some great discounts. Always complimentary wine tasting. So if you're a club mm-hmm. member, you get to come hang uh, out, kay. enjoy some tasting. Um, good event deal. prices we have a lot of events so
1: not not just you know hang out for your complimentary tastings but this is your opportunity to decompress yes leave the strain and stress of your workday work week life behind and
3: yeah and we know everyone's doing it <laughs> on the, the, the highways and the roads on sunday afternoon yes. with everyone yeah. trying to make it back at home and time is well, oh, that's pretty wild nowadays. What we yeah. tell everybody,
2: just don't come for a tasting. Come relax. We have tables outside. Just enjoy the afternoon. Enjoy a bottle. Enjoy a glass. We sell everything by the bottle or by the glass with your picnic lunches. Um, club members, we have events. We have our wine and food Saturdays. So we actually are almost done with that series. Mm. But it's the third Saturday of every month. We have different food trucks and different artists. And you just come, grab a glass, bring the family. That's listen. Fun. And then our harvest party is coming up October 19th. Nice. So we've been yeah, known cool. to throw some good parties.
1: So again, folks, all you got to do is go to PopeValleyWinery.com to learn more information about all these events or join the wine club and all those things. And as we are wine women, mm-hmm. uh, we put a little emphasis on women and their careers in wine because we're a minority still in the wine industry. And then particularly in your role as general manager yes. for a winery what are some of the you know for uh, some of the students or the up and coming ladies in the industry who might going oh, how the heck do I get ahead and achieve my dreams? What do you what do you want to uh, kind of advice do you want to impart here?
2: Always stick to your guns. I guess would be the biggest yeah, one. I love and it like that. Network. Right. Use your fellow. Mm-hmm. Use your resources. Use the people around you. Um, mingle and just don't ever doubt where you're capable of like i tell my daughter i mean i grew up in it and i didn't grow in just the wine industry we grew in the heavy development for wine industry where i was on a tractor i mean these <laughs> do not see i run for our trucking i run our entire trucking schedule for harvest for our clients and for ourselves and so mm-hmm. it's not something you see every day and it's just knowing you're capable of it and really sticking to your
3: guns and never doubting it and that's that's a a great comment yeah trust your intuition i find myself even you know not in general manager role but still you know oftentimes like someone will come in there and they'll doubt you and you'll say oh okay well all right and then afterwards you're like oh darn it i should have went with what i thought yeah Yeah. That's
1: that's so funny you say that because uh another colleague of mine not in the wine industry um she had always wanted to um own another business you know related and um when she looked into it five years ago Um, she she was kind of ready to make the leap, and she talked with a consultant, male consultant. And I just say that because he said to her, oh, this is is such a hard, you don't want to be buying this. You don't, you know, it was all no, no, no. And it scared her, and so she didn't make the leap to follow her dream at the time. And she just did it very recently, but she said to me, I felt like I lost five years. Wow. If he, if I hadn't listened to him, if I hadn't heard this, no, 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 don't follow your dream, if I hadn't heard that, I probably would have made the leap then. And so she's like, so I'm five years behind my plan. So, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> don't let anyone discourage you male on your plan.
0: Even if you don't have, even if it doesn't woman can do the same pencil thing. out.
1: You're a general manager, Diana. I am. Things don't always no. pencil out. <laughs>
2: I say my job is 90 percent putting out fires so <laughs> it's, it's never you have a book you have a schedule you have a list a to-do list it never goes that way there's always something else with running three companies that comes up and i think too is women need to realize it's okay to be a mom to be a wife you don't have to just be i am going to be a woman in business you can be all you of do it all those with, things yes i yeah. do without and i think it's people oh well i have to be one or the other i have to sacrifice you know, doing the domestic stuff or doing
1: this, you don't, you can do it all. So yeah, you can do it all. You probably have a lot of plates to spin if you're doing many, 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 many and things. Get, but but, you're, but Diana, you're an example. You're doing yeah, it all.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you focus. Misty, you
1: and Lisa are doing it all. <laughs>
3: yeah, you yeah. focus on what what you know what the priority is at time. What's important. Your balance shifts at time. Sometimes you know families yeah. up front, and then other times you know you have exactly. other things that are pressing. It's just mm-hmm. it's a big balancing act. It, it is. is. And it I always tell is. people, it's ooh, let's figure out one problem at one time. Fix one problem, then go on to your next. You can have yeah. a whole yeah. list of to dos, but fix one problem at a time that's the thing that more I, great advice and the thing that i love about being a, a woman in business at this point in my career is that i feel like everything's an onion like we <laughs> keep peeling it back and we keep the peeling the <laughs> layers and peeling it yes. back and then one small project is like a week-long project and we're like oh but at least we're doing it right and yeah you know that's yeah. great
2: and your to-do list is never done i mean i have, i start out the morning with a big list and i try to get the most of it done and there will still be stuff on there but it'll be there tomorrow and mm-hmm. you just balance try to balance
1: Definitely. very very cool well diana we're just about out of time is no there problem. anything else that you want to add in before we gotta go
2: um just i guarantee you the drive is worth it the
1: drive is uh, there you go it. folks the drive is worth it into pope valley popevalleywinery.com lisa uh, you I'm, had something I'm you wanted go to visit add
0: and i don't, I don't want to forget to mention that we are um taping our podcast today from the panel Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sonoma. Hey Thank you. Thank you. I wanted oh, to I give, give a shout out to the panel who yes. graciously hosts us in their beautiful they do. loft each week.
1: They do. Uh, go to panelwines.com to learn more. Um, we have this private tasting room to do our recordings in, which is fantastic. They have a wine club, um, which is international, which you can join. Um, they sell wine by the class. They have a wine shop here. They're open Tuesday to Friday, 3 to 9 o'clock o'clock and Saturday noon to 9 p.m. Uh, Again, panelwines.com. Thank you for the reminder, Lisa. All right. Listeners, have a fantastic week and cheers to you. you cheers to you diana for bringing all this lovely wine for us and we to really want to thank you for being here oh, thank you guys yeah. for having us it's yeah. been yeah. really great listeners thank you for tuning in we really appreciate it thank you lisa Thanks. And bye Misty. Bye. yeah th- bye. thank you and join
3: us we have a big Ooh, harvest subscribe. celebration too at st supery so join us on september 21st um information's Wonderful. on the website oh, harvest cool. celebration's coming so yeah
1: because it's that season all right folks have a fantastic weekend and a great week